So I dropped off my youngest son at college this week. And I did so well almost the whole time. <laughs> we set up his room, I made his bed, we hung the framed pictures, we ran to Target, as you always have to do for the stuff you forgot to bring. I met his roommate's parents, and the whole time I was bright and chipper and happy. And then it came time to leave. Max said, I'll walk you to your car, Mom. And as we're walking to the car, he puts his arm around me. He hasn't done that since he was about nine. We get to the car, I open the door, and all of a sudden, whoo! I start weeping. Ugh. Max hugs me and says, Mom, it's going to be okay. And I know it's going to be okay. It's great. I am so thrilled for him and the whole new chapter of his life that's about to begin. But I'm also so sad for me because I won't see him every day. He's been such a huge part of my life. I'm just going to miss him. So I cried, darn it all, but I did pretty well. It's strange how sometimes you can be so happy and so sad at the same time because of the bigger picture. In the scene from the book of Genesis, there are a lot of tears. Joseph has spent his whole life resenting his brothers who sold him into slavery. He has worked himself to the bone. He was framed by his master's wife and thrown in jail. But Pharaoh, the ruler of all of Egypt, has this really weird dream. And in the dream, there are seven fat cows and seven thin cows, and the seven fat cows eat the seven thin cows, and no one can tell the Pharaoh what this dream means. But someone heard about a guy in prison who can interpret dreams. So they pull Joseph out of prison and he interprets Pharaoh's dream. And he says, Pharaoh, God is showing you that there are going to be seven plentiful years and seven years of famine. And you've got to store up grain on those plentiful years so that you'll have enough to get through the famine. And Pharaoh is so impressed that he takes Joseph. And not only does he keep him out of prison, he makes him COO of all of Egypt. So Joseph goes about his life working hard, he marries, he has children, but I believe that always there was this sadness within him and this anger because he had to say goodbye to his father and brothers before he was ready. 
And because he had had to live this hard life, there was a part of him that was broken inside. And even though he looked like he had it all together, inside he was still a mess. And then one day, he's distributing grain and mediating disputes from Pharaoh's court, and in walk his brothers. And Joseph goes through this heart-wrenching struggle within him. At first, he wants to punish them. He wants to frame them. But eventually, he gets to a place where he breaks down and cries and says, I am Joseph. And they, they thought he was dead. At first, they can't even speak. They just stand there gaping at him. So he backtracks and explains again, I'm your brother, but don't punish yourselves because everything that happened was part of God's plan. It was part of the bigger picture. I was meant to struggle like I did so that I would get to this place so that I could save you and our Father. And he cries and they cry and they cry so loudly that everybody else in Pharaoh's court can hear them. Now that's some kind of wailing. And Joseph understands for the first time that God's will was not necessarily just to please him as a person, but that God had a much bigger picture in mind. You know, there's, a, there's an old story about a man who's driving in the rain, and it's really bad rain, and he can't see, and his windshield wipers are going crazy, and he's totally blinded by this storm, and he tries to pull off to the side, and he ends up running into a ditch, and his car is stuck in the mud out in the country, and no one's around. So this man goes, and he knocks on the door of a, the farmer that owns the land, and he says, my car, it's stuck in this muddy ditch on your land. Can you help me get it out? And the farmer says, oh, sure. Yeah, I just know, need to go get Ferdinand's help, and we'll get you out of the death ditch. And the driver says, okay, who's Ferdinand? And the guy says, oh, he's my donkey. He'll pull you out. And the driver thinks, really? A donkey's going to pull my car out of this ditch? Okay. Well, they get Ferdinand, and he looks kind of old. But the farmer hooks up Ferdinand to the car, ties his harness to a rope to the car's bumper, and he gets behind Ferdinand, and he says, George, Jack, Peter, John, James, Ferdinand, go! And Ferdinand jumps into action, marches forward, and pulls the car out of the ditch. The driver is really impressed, and he says, wow, that's an amazing donkey. 
Can you explain to me, though, who is George and Fred and Peter and James and John? Who are these guys? And the farmer says, oh, come on over for a second. Let me tell you, Ferdinand is almost blind. But if he thinks he's part of a team, if he thinks he's part of a bigger picture, he can do anything. My friends, we're going to baptize little Peter today. And we're also going to honor little Aaliyah, who was recently baptized. Now, Aaliyah was baptized on her daddy's birthday because he died before she was born. So Father Eric did a special baptism for her on her dad Mark's birthday. But we're going to welcome her into our community today. And we're going to welcome Peter now, when we baptize a child, yes, we're saying that God loves them, but God loves all babies all over the world. What we're actually doing in baptism is we are, we are including Aaliyah and Peter into something bigger, into a bigger plan, a bigger picture. You see, God's will, we always think of God's will as having just to do with us, what does God want from me? How can I be happy? How can I be fulfilled? But God's will is not just about you. God's will is a big picture that involves a lot of people and a lot of moving parts. And you may be called to do things that you don't want to do or that you don't understand, but eventually you will come to understand, as Joseph did. And what we're telling Aaliyah and Peter in their baptism is that they are part of something greater, something that we call church, a body of people who together will serve God and who have the potential to change the world. I believe that this cathedral is opening a new chapter, and we have made such a difference in this city through the decades. But even more so today than ever before, we are called to be a welcoming place to all people. And we are going to be needed in this city. We're going to need Aaliyah. We're going to need Peter. You know, even in the gospel, we have this woman from Canaan, and Jesus didn't think he was supposed to minister to her. He thought he was just supposed to minister to the Jews. And when she comes to get her daughter healed, he says, I, I don't need to help you. I don't need to let the food go and feed the dogs. Terrible thing he says to her. And she says, Lord, even the dogs get the scraps from under their master's table. And Jesus, even Jesus, realizes that, that he was supposed to minister to a bigger picture, to more people than he realized. My friends, everything that you do, you do not do alone. And sometimes you do things that are hard. But if you know that there are people with you, people living now and people who have died and gone to heaven who are with you, cheering you on, if you understand that God does have a plan, and even though this world sometimes seems very broken, there is a reason why each and every one of you are here today. Today on this day, in these pews, to witness these baptisms, 
every single moment of your life, God is with you. And God has a plan that is so much greater than anything we could understand. There is a bigger picture out there. And sometimes we get to say hello to beautiful little babies, and sometimes we have to say goodbye to children that are growing up, but it's all part of the arc of the beauty of God's plan. And in baptism, we can put our trust in that. So you go, Ferdinand, George, James, John, Peter, Aaliyah, all of you. We go together into the future, awake and aware that God's plan is unfolding and always listening for what is next. Amen.